The following audio is from Grace City Church in San Diego, California. More information about Grace City Church is available at gracecitysd.com. Hey, Grace City. Uh, Happy Advent season. Uh, Right now, we're jumping into this time where we're remembering that Jesus came, God became man, and the Incarnation And this is a special time as a church family. And so for this season of Advent, if Advent's new to you, the the word Advent is a Latin word. It means arrival. And what this is is an anticipation of Jesus's arrival as king. And so what we learn through Jesus's life is this, that God is not distant, but he did everything to come near to us. See, the God of the Bible Uh, He loves us intimately. And so he loves us so much that he became vulnerable. He came as a baby. And I want us to think about that for a minute because I think that's a really significant thing about the Christian faith, that that should be shocking to us. You know, I think we take that for granted a lot, but it should be shocking to us that God came like this. I've shared this before, but I love this quote from J.I. Packer. He says, The Almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby, needing to be fed and changed and taught to talk with like any other child. The more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. Nothing in fiction is so fantastic as the truth of the incarnation. And so church family, as we think about what Advent season is all about, we want to meditate on that all month long, not just one day on Christmas, but really all month as we think about how amazing that is. And so the text that we're going to be looking through today is from John 1, 1 through 3. And here's the message from the start, from the start. Now, I want to start with this question. Is there meaning in life? I mean, do we have a script for life? During the time of Jesus, there was an argument in different camps about what life was all about. For the Stoics, they believed that the script for life was all about virtue, being a virtuous person. The Epicureans believed that life and the script for life was just get as much pleasure as you could out of it. And today, for many people, they say, well, there, there is really no script for life. And so don't think about it. Just live. But as we think about Advent from John 1, we need to understand this. That Jesus has given us a script for life. Now, as we think about jumping into John 1, this will help us. R.C. Sproul once said this, he says, No portion of the New Testament captured the imagination, the attention of the Christian intellectual community for the first three centuries more than this brief section of John's gospel. See, as J.I. Packer talked about earlier, it should be staggering for us to think about the incarnation. The same is true as the, the early church thought about what John 1 is telling us. See, John's answer is this, that from the start, life, it all begins with Jesus. Now, Napoleon Bonaparte once said this, he said, the nature of Christ's existence is mysterious. I admit, 
but this mystery meets the wants of man. He says, rejected in the world is an inexplicable riddle. Believe it in the history of our race is satisfactorily explained. Now, again, this is somebody within history that as he thought about Jesus, he says, man, all that he had accomplished, all that he had done, life was a riddle. It didn't make sense. But as he started to filter it through Jesus, he says it's satisfactorily explained. So who is Jesus? Well, John, I believe, is one of the best people to explain that to us because he was one of Jesus' closest friends. And so we're going to look at the words of John today, starting in verses 1 through 3. Here's what he says. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now, this word that's used for the word is the word logos. And if you were to translate that word logos, it, it, it means the script. He says that, that Jesus is that script. Now, again, R.C. Sproul says this. He says, I believe the inclusion of the prologue has to do with John's overriding goal throughout the gospel of making a case for the identity of Christ. And so what we're going to see here as, as we break this down today is this, that Jesus wasn't just a man. He wasn't just a good teacher. He wasn't just somebody who came into the world and, and taught nice things. But he's more. He's God. And so what do we learn about who Jesus is from this text? Well, the first, number one is this, he's creator. Number two, he's the script. And number three, he's personal. He's creator. He's the script. He's personal. So the first one, he's creator. Verse one says, in the beginning. In the beginning. Now what this should do is give us images of Genesis, right? In the beginning that we see back in Genesis. And so everything, again, starts with God. Jesus was there in the beginning, and so what we see is this meta-narrative that's told throughout Scripture. As we read through it, it's this, that there was creation, there was fall, right? God created everything, good. But then Adam and Eve chose to do their own thing, and, and sin enters the world, the fall. And then there's this rescue that happens, right? As we see who Jesus is and really what his mission was. And then there's this renewal that happens in this redemption that God brings in. But what we need to understand is this, that Jesus was there in the beginning. Jesus was there at creation. And Jesus was also there at the fall. There's this interesting thought that... Um, Jonathan Edwards, a theologian, once said, he says... This about Jesus. He said, Jesus immediately stepped in between a holy, infinite, offended majesty and offending mankind and was accepted in his interposition. 
Christ began to exercise the office of mediator between God and man as soon as man fell because mercy began to be exercised towards man immediately. Here's what he's saying. That as sin entered the world, what we would have deserved is what it says in Scripture. That the wages of sin is death. And so as Jonathan Edwards is reasoning Thinking through scripture, how is it that God in that moment did not destroy humanity? He said in that moment, Jesus was standing in the gap already. As we see it in the book of Genesis, in Genesis 3.15, it's called the Proto-Evangelion. It's the first gospel right there from the beginning. And so what he's saying is that Jesus, as the creator, is standing in the gap for the created. And here's what you need to understand about that. That God saw us in our worst moment and didn't turn his back. He didn't run from us. He ran toward us. And as you think about Advent and as you think about what Christmas is all about, it's this, that God is coming near to his creation in all the mess. In all of our sinfulness, God is coming near. And it wasn't just at the incarnation that this happened, but, but Jesus this whole time was standing in the gap for you and me. Isn't that amazing? But secondly, it's this, that he's the script. So verse one says, the word now, again, the, the Greek word is logos. And the script for life that, that we think about, as, it, as we think about the logos, right? What is the logos? Because all of these philosophical schools believed that essentially there was no logos. That there was no script for life. And so you kind of make it what it is. And so for some of them, it was just being moral, being virtuous. For others, again, it was just pleasure. For some, it's just, again, there is nothing. And so I'm just going to do whatever. I'm just floating around, like it says in Forrest Gump, accidental-like. But is that what it is? No, we find that the script for life is not just some philosophical idea. It's a person. It's a person. Blaise Pascal once said, not only do we know God by Jesus Christ alone, but we know ourselves only by Jesus Christ. We know life and death only through Jesus Christ. Apart from Jesus Christ, we do not know what is our life, nor our death, nor God, nor ourselves. See, what you and I need is something from the outside to come in and tell us what life is truly about. What the world tells you and me is that, well, we just need to figure out what's inside of us and we need to discover the truth in us. That's the opposite from the Bible. It's the opposite from Scripture. You know, the, the Bible tells us that we are a mess inside. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. We're just wayward and, and just lost. And that's why Jesus had to come simply as a baby to come near to us, but not only just to, to show us that God is near, but to show us this is, the, this is what life is all about. Life is found in Jesus. There is a script. There is a purpose. But you're only going to find that through Him. Lastly, it's this. He's personal. Look at verse 3. Through Him. 
through him. You see those two words there? And so what we need to understand is this, that through him, we need to understand that this is a relationship. God is personal. He comes near. It's through him. Right? You got to come near if you're going to go through something. And so God is saying, come near to me. Come through me. Come through Christ. And what we find is that God understands and knows us very intimately in that way. I love Luke 12, 7, where it says this, Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Do you know that, that God intimately, personally knows you and me just like that? That, that, that it, God knows that detail about us? But it's not only that, that there is an intimacy to this, that he's so personal. He, he didn't just come near to us, but he became one of us. One of us. You know, back when I was in middle school, there was this song that came out, What If God Was One Of Us? And it was like this song talking about how, you know, what if God was one of us? Like it was just some idea that this singer came up with. And if, you know, God, uh, as if God had never become one of us. But what we see in Christianity and what we see in the person of Jesus Christ is this, that, that he was the son of man. He was the son of man. And that this is about a relationship and not just a bunch of rules. See, the script for life is not a bunch of do's and don'ts. The script life is found in that it's been done. It's been done. That ultimately you can be secure in a relationship with God because all the work's been done to come to you. And as we think on Advent in this season, let that be good news to your heart. Whatever you're struggling with and whatever you're going through right now, that God could see you like this. And so quickly, some takeaways as we think about just these three verses, right, that we were made through him, right, as we think about that, and he came near to us. The first takeaway I want us to think about is this, surrender your script. Surrender your script. Like whatever you've got in your mind of like, this is what my life is all about, like, would you lay that down? See, because if we were to evaluate who's at the center of that script, we would see, you know what? If I'm at the center of it, it's just going to fall apart. And so would you surrender your script to Jesus and say, no longer am I in charge of my life, but I want to go your way, God. I, I, I want to go in your direction, Jesus. You're the one who wrote the script. I, I just want to follow it. Second is this. See your uniqueness. See your uniqueness. Do you believe God has made you uniquely, intricately? That he's, he's knit you together in your mother's womb and that he loves you? Right? As we think on what Advent is all about and really the, the, the care and the concern of God to look at you and me and know our names. We have to know that God uniquely knows us and loves us like that. 
And so do you see that uniqueness? And do you understand that that's good news? Let that be good news to your heart today. The last point is see the bigger picture. You know, let's ask ourselves, like, how does the gospel affect our life every day? It's not just about a Sunday morning and saying, yeah, I, I know that God loves me right now. Or I know that, that God came for me in the person of Jesus right now. But it's understanding that, that that's what you take out into your everyday life. If That should affect us, man. That should bring joy to our hearts. Right? Does, does just the season, is that what brings you joy? Is it just like the lights and the tree and the presence and all that stuff? But we miss the greatest gift of all. See, what this is meant to, to really help us to think on is just how amazing it truly is that God became one of us and that He loves us that much, that He'd come near. Do you see the bigger picture that God became man and eventually would die for our sins? See, here's the gospel today. It's this, that when you and I give up our script for life, God gives us life. When we lay it down and say, you know what? My life is no longer my own, but I've been bought at a great price and it cost the Son of God. That we get life. But here's the thing. When Jesus gave up his script, when he laid down his life, he's the one that got death. And it's not because he had to. It says that he chose to. He chose to give his life. See, this is Jesus speaking in Luke 22, verse 42. He says, Father, if, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. But yours be done. And so as a Christian today, do you believe that Jesus laid down his life so that you and I can experience life? Here's the main question. Is there a script for life? Yes. His name is Jesus and life starts with him. And so will you come to him as we reflect on the goodness of what Advent truly is? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for the, the words that we see in the book of John and how it points us to the reality of the goodness of God, that you've come so near to us and you've loved us like this. We pray that we can live this out every day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this resource from Grace City Church. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it and enjoy more resources at gracecitysd.com. Grace City Church exists to equip people with the gospel for everyday life.